0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, executive coach and speaker, and I have a passion for helping people make positive transformational changes to their businesses and themselves and break through roadblocks to live their best lives. Let's get to it. Good morning, everyone. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I'm so glad you're here. Happy Monday. We have a really fun show for you today. And before we dive in, I want to just really quickly, um, I did my first show last week. For those of you that tuned in, I just want to remind you all that you are normally used to hearing the amazing show, Conscious Talk, that has been a really important part of KKNW for 18 years and still are. They have just decided to go from five days a week down to three days a week. So I was lucky enough to snag this Monday morning spot. And I just want you to know that I intentionally took the Monday morning spot. Even though Mondays can be rough, and this is a very early time to get here, I decided to intentionally take it because, let's be honest, Mondays can be rough. And I just wanted to start your day and my day with a dose of encouragement and hopefully add a little light, whether you are driving to work and fighting the Seattle traffic right now, or you're at home getting kids off to school, maybe you work from home, wherever you are, I'm just so glad you're here. And I wanna tell you just a few quick things about the show as we jump in. So every week, I will be interviewing entrepreneurs, business experts, psychologists, executive coaches, authors, and more. And my goal is to always bring you value. So I want the show to be informative, uplifting. Our topics will vary. Um, A lot of times I actually find myself interviewing people and tackling topics around things that I need more of in my life, and hopefully some of you do too. So I am so glad you're here and hope that this show just gives you the nudge that you might need to explore what you really want, what's holding you back, and maybe even give you a few tools on how to move forward. So with that, let's jump into our first segment. So I'm going to start every show with what I call a heart-to-heart segment. And really, that segment is just going to be me sharing with you what's on my heart. It could have to do with some current events. It could have to do with something that I've experienced or I'm thinking about. Um, It'll vary, but I'll try to always, you know, make it informative for you, and just really positive and encouraging and probably drop some food for thought, hopefully. So today, I just want to take a moment and start by acknowledging that it's Martin Luther King Day. And I'm so happy to say that I work for a company in my day job. As um, some of you know, if you were listening last week, I do have a full-time job as the VP of people at a thriving biotech company. And I am really grateful that the CEO of that company decides to close the company on Martin Luther King Day. And I know that that's not the case for a lot of you. I know that some of you don't have the day off. Um, I am grateful for the chance today just to reflect on this amazing inspirational leader's life. And if you are working today, maybe this moment can be your time to reflect. And I don't know about all of you, but I have always felt really impacted and connected to Martin Luther King Jr. His teachings have definitely made an imprint on my life and in some ways informed some of the work that I do in my personal and professional life. So I thought I would start by just reading you all my favorite quote of his. There are so many it was hard to choose, but this one really always stands out. In fact, A lot of times I find myself, we have a big chalkboard in our house that is kind of is in the kitchen where everyone can see it. And I I often write this quote up. So here we go. Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. Martin Luther King Jr. And I love that quote so much because it's actually something I believe in my core. We can all serve and love each other no matter our circumstances. And it doesn't always have to be in big ways. Sometimes it's actually the smallest gestures of compassion and kindness that make the biggest differences. You know, last week on the air, I told the story about the small imperfect hearts that I started handing out to my listeners, and that is definitely a lesson I've learned in handing those out, is just the impact that such a small object, just a token of compassion and kindness, can have on someone's life. So today, I just want to encourage you all to not overthink it. Just look for small ways to serve others. Look for ways to extend kindness and compassion. And remember that one small act can actually start a ripple effect that you maybe aren't even anticipating. And if you happen to have a favorite Martin Luther King quote or you're doing something special today to celebrate this day, I'd love it if you just message me on Instagram at imperfection.wins, because I would love to hear more about what each of you are doing to to commemorate this amazing leader and connect with you. Okay, so now in the heart to heart, I want to tell you all something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Now, as some of you know, as I just mentioned, I'm currently also the vice president of people at a thriving biotech company in Seattle. And I've worked really hard over the last year to create my Imperfection Win brand, brand separately from my sort of day job. I sort of consider Imperfection Wins as my side gig. And I love them both. But this interesting thing happened to me over the holidays. I had an epiphany. I started to really think about where I was heading and my, all of the things that I'm trying to do and accomplish – And I realized that these two roles in my life actually are completely woven together. They actually don't have to be separate. And trying to keep them separate was actually creating some stress for me. So I started to think about why I feel like they're actually blended together. And here's the thing. The Imperfection Wins brand, the whole idea behind it, is compassion and authenticity and giving grace to others and yourself. And it just so happens that the same mission informs 100% of the human resources work that I do and that I've always done. That's always been my style. And I actually think that that is what sets me apart from more stereotypical HR people. So this year, you're gonna actually hear me talk more about my work and my philosophy on managing and leading others. And, you know, I always say that my goal as an HR leader is to take the anxiety out of work and make it possible for employees to bring their whole selves to work, to blend their work and their lives together and not keep those two things separate or compartmentalize them. I really want people to show up and bring their best selves. And so I, in my job work really hard to set up the conditions so that that can happen. And I feel really thankful because right now in my career at the company that I'm at, I'm surrounded by a leadership team that feels exactly the same. So it's really fun work, it's amazing. Um, And I thought I would just give you a quick example of how I put this into practice. So last week, traffic in Seattle, was horrible. I mean, it's always bad. Benny says it's especially bad on Tuesdays and Thursdays for any of you who are wondering. <laughs> but it's now all- the secrets out. Right. It. It's a secret. Everybody out. knows now, forget about it. Yeah, take a break on Tuesdays and <laughs> Thursdays if you can. Anyway, so the traffic's always bad. Um for whatever reason, there were a couple days last week. It was exceptionally bad. So one day I hopped in the car for my 35 minute commute from Bellevue to Seattle. That's my normal commute. And my phone told me it was going to take me over an hour. Now, I had no face-to-face meetings that morning. But I have this self-imposed rule of being in the office by 9 a.m. And I get, like, really fixated on that. I have to be in by 9 a.m. And in that moment, I thought, okay, I have a choice to make. I can spend an hour in the car commuting. Or I can pull over and start to work from a coffee shop and head in when traffic dies down. So I decided to go to a coffee shop and start my work, and I made a really quick call to Austin, my amazing people team coordinator, and I wanted to let her know that, you know, I was going to be in the office later, I was going to sit at a coffee shop, and she said, "Oh my gosh, I'm stuck in the exact same traffic. It's horrible." And I said to her, "Pull over. Give yourself permission. Pull over. Go to a coffee shop, get a cup of coffee, start your work. I'll see you in the office when we both get there. Now, I worked for two solid hours at a lovely coffee shop with a great cup of coffee, positive vibes, good music in my headphones. I got so much done, and then it took me 15 minutes to get into the office. Let me tell you the difference between starting my day, rushed, frantic, feeling stressed because of traffic, or having a little spring in my step, it was a huge difference. So there were a couple of lessons in this for me and hopefully you. If I really want to take the anxiety out of work for employees, I also need to do that for myself. I need to always ask myself what I need to model. And two, I set a self-imposed in-office start time of 9 a.m. Why? This is exactly the kind of black and white thinking that can get us trapped in a terrible cycle of doing the same thing over and over again that it that doesn't work for us. So here's some food for thought. If you are a leader, owner of a company, or people manager, are you enabling your employees to bring their best selves to work? I promise you, if you start intentionally doing this, the results for your business will be huge. And also to everyone, Are there some self-imposed rules that you have put in place for yourself that you could actually let go of or be more flexible with? And would doing that have a positive impact on your emotional and mental state? Just think about it. Okay, we are going to take a short break, and when we come back, I'll introduce you to my first guest, Leah Kaepernick, founder of Meditate, Move, Make. You're listening to Sam Willing on the Imperfection Wins show, 1150 KKNW.
1: This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you're building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the Greater East Side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R-build.com for Urban Restoration.
0: Hey everybody, I wanted to take a moment and tell you about the resources on my newly launched website, samwilling.com. If you are looking for some tools to help you identify your unique value, say no to fear, simplify your to-do list, or practice gratitude, go on over to samwilling.com and click on the growth toolkit tab. There, you'll find free downloadable tools that are beautifully crafted and helpful. If you're interested in listening to some of the earlier Imperfection Wins podcasts, you can find all episodes under the podcast tab. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter or send me a message while you're there. I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com. That's samwilling.com. Happy listening.
2: Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and I am so excited to be here today with Leah Kaepernick founder of Meditate, Move, Make. And as I just literally discovered a couple of seconds ago, she has radio and producing experience. So she is a huge fan. fan, fan. I'm amongst greatness. I know. I feel so (laughs) much more relaxed right at this moment, having two people in the room with me that have way more experience than I do. So well, le- welcome Leah and I'm so glad you're here yeah. and I would love for you just to jump in and tell us a little bit about you.
2: Awesome. Thanks for having me Sam. It's so fun to be here and what an honor. Oh gosh. Um, so my Midwest accent will probably come out just as a heads up. <laughs> I just said oh gosh um just a little little bit of nerves being on yeah as sam said i am a producer but typically in my previous work had worked for 10 years in commercial production which has a very long runway for editorial so you know i'm taking sam's cues here she's just a pro (laughs) we're live it's all good but yeah benny um pleasure to be here thanks for having me great show glad having you Yeah, um, so yeah, I started Meditate, Move, Make uh, really recently. It was a little bit like your story, Sam. I um, kind of looked at my life and said, what am I doing? Um, How is production and what I do in the commercial production world really integrating with who I am? Um, And as a producer, it's a pretty demanding job. So you really do need to come from a place of being integrated, mind, body, um, practice, whatever that looks like for you you're going to have the best results when you're coming from an authentic place. So for me, I've always been, um, in that sort of spiritual realm of trying to bring my full self to work Mm -hmm. and, uh, meditate, move, make was the sort of formalization of that. For me, it meant, you know, I, I felt like I have all these hobbies. I'm also a producer. What does this mean? Are these businesses? Are they hobbies? Should I pick one? You know, um, and I went through a, a big transition last year, and I realized, oh, what, what I need to be happy every day is to move, to meditate, or, you know, just chill out for a minute, and to make something, to make mm-hmm. some art, to dabble, to try something out, whatever that process looks like, I need to meditate, move, and make. Yep. And how do I do that? Um, and here I am. And it's really a... a Big integration of all these different skills that I really enjoy doing.
0: So Leah, you um, you left your corporate job to start this company, correct?
2: Yeah, I mean, more or less. I've been yeah. a freelance producer for a while in Seattle. Okay. So yeah, kind of stepping back mm-hmm. from that role as a full-time pedal to the metal, 18-hour shoot days, yeah. that sort of thing. And really saying, okay, no, I need I need a little more breath. I need yeah. a little bit more of me present in this work.
0: And you do, um, I know one of the things you do is corporate mindfulness, yeah. and that's really intriguing to me. Yeah. I, know, I know we're going to dig into mindfulness um, and meditation and what that all means today also, but can you tell us just a little bit about, I know you have several different things that you do that range from you know, corporate mindfulness programs, to I know you're a Pilates teacher. And so I find it really fascinating that you've been able to blend those sort of three things Mm -hmm. that you said you need. Um, into your work, so would you just run us through some some of the different ways that you yeah. work with people?
2: Yeah, and I'll I'll set this up by just saying it's by no means perfect, and every day I'm <laughs> That's kind of the like the point of the Oof. show, lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> every day I'm like, okay, what can I do tomorrow yeah. that might make it a little like yeah. better flow? Or mm, yeah. that felt a little funny today. Maybe yeah. I'll prep in this way tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, to to address the question, I I started of meditating in whatever form, finding space for myself, trying to purposely relax initially. I didn't really know what it was, but I needed to to take a moment to breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, Were you you mm -hmm.
0: feeling like exceptionally stressed or anxiety? Was that what kind of started it? Yeah.
2: I mean, as a producer, you're working eight, 10 hour days on a normal day. And then on shoot days, it's 18 to 24 plus. It's just nonstop. And, And the producer role especially is not just being there to perform. It's what's the next five steps in the next day and Mm -hmm. what does all my team need and how can I get that for them? How can I anticipate their needs? Mm -hmm. Right. So I was super good at that. But that was at the back burner of my own needs. Mm -hmm. And so there was a moment where I was like, oh, if I prioritize what I need as well, I can be a better producer. I can be better for my team and so forth. So finding that space in the morning about 10 years ago when I started producing really made a big difference for me. And now um, I brought it recently into the workplace. I was working for a very, very large production company that I'm not sure I can say their name online. But um, yeah, sure. I, I, start- I mean, people will <laughs> okay. look at your bio. So. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I started the, uh, the meditation group um, with my friend Samir at HBO. And, you know, I wasn't hired to do that, I was yeah. hired for a totally different ask. But being my authentic self in the workplace. And trying to show up and bring my team together Mm -hmm. and solve for a really difficult ask meant that I needed to find unique ways to bring us together and to get us talking. And I thought to myself, I want to do this. I want to take five minutes of my day and go in a conference room and chill out, right? So does anyone else want to do that? Mm -hmm. And Samir and I started having this conversation and he was like, oh my gosh, that's totally on my to-do list as well. I just can't seem to get around to it. And I was like, well, what are you doing right now? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> all we need is an empty room Just and go, us, right. you know. So it started there. And, um, you know, we, we showed up at the same day. We had that same commitment to each other. Like, can you keep doing this? And that pause started to feel like a pretty substantial break in the mm-hmm. afternoon. It felt like, oh, this is, I'm coming back to my work refreshed instead of totally drained, waiting mm-hmm. for the clock to run out, right? Um And we grew the team from like a couple of us to probably 15, 20.
0: That's amazing.
2: Yeah, And I was like, oh, this needs to happen. People need this. They're curious. How can I bring this space and breath and pause to other folks? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. when you start, I think it, it kind of echoes my fundamental belief that if you start showing up as yourself and saying, here's something I have. Do you need this? Yeah. Does this make sense to you? Do you need some of, you know, I have this pie. Would you Mm -hmm. like a slice?
0: I love that. I, that's exactly how I, um, my experience with the podcast and now the radio show has been. It's interesting. I have sort of spent most of my life coloring in between the lines and like doing what I'm supposed to do and, um, and probably compartmentalizing you, know, my whole self into pieces that I felt like were acceptable in different <laughs> environments. And then with this, you know, starting the podcast, it was like I kind of blew the lid off that and put myself out there. And I always tell people, you know, I usually find myself talking about things that I need more of in my own life or mm-hmm. I want to understand more about. Um, and what I found is that it typically resonates with a lot of people, but it's very therapeutic for me. So I'm just constantly learning and growing
2: yeah I love that yeah and I really resonated with what you said it's honestly such a gift and such a rare find to find a program like yours that's supporting whole self Mm -hmm. whole life whole self Mm -hmm. Um, and one of the things I want to talk about more about mindfulness is really how it changes how you show up for others in Mm -hmm. your life in your workplace it changes how you show up for your partner for your parents for your family Um, You know, I'm not perfect. This is always kind of the hard way to talk about it. Right. Because I'm I'm kind of preaching this, but I'm going to mess up every day. So that's the balance of just saying, I know that I can be better. Yeah. When I have this kind of boundary of space for myself. Yes. Where I'm allowing myself to say. Hmm. Like, what do I need and Mm -hmm. how do how do I fulfill that need? How do I take that break?
0: Do you, how do you define mindfulness? Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you asked that. (laughs) Um, Yeah.
2: So there's a lot of words out there and it's hard to know where it lands. I think mindfulness um, in a non-academic kind of definition is really just showing up moment to moment Mm -hmm. and not judging how you feel like, oh gosh, I should really be doing this or not feeling, you know, having that self-compassion. Yeah. To say, okay, here's where we're at. This is what's happening. Or I'm noticing that I feel tense. Mm -hmm. I notice that I feel frustrated with my kids.
0: So is it, would you, it's so funny um, just what human beings do with words, right? Like Mm -hmm. I know I want to actually talk about the word meditation too. Because that can hold a lot of things for a lot of people. But um, before we take a break, so mindfulness, would you describe it if you were going to break it down I think people are used to the term mindfulness. It's it's being used a lot now. But before, I would say people generally would think of it as like something that had to do with yoga or something like that. But it sounds like the way that you describe it, it's really about being present and about being sort of in your body and paying attention to maybe how you're feeling or the physical feelings that you're having or emotional and just being very aware.
2: Yeah, I think one easy way to describe it is we can all remember times where we've driven somewhere and you don't even remember the mm-hmm. drive you don't remember where you parked yeah suddenly s- an hour goes by and yeah. you're like whoa i i just kind of spaced out there just total autopilot and i think just mindfulness is recognizing that there's an option mm-hmm. of being present in your own thoughts mm-hmm. and getting to decide you know really what you let in yep. and how you want to spend that time mm-hmm. instead of just checking out until the next moment when you have to engage i think it's that conscious building of your own emotional life.
0: That's so fascinating. I, so one of the things that, um, I find hard, like you're saying, you know, we have such a crazy busy yeah. world and our schedules now are insane. And so just as you said, like I catch myself on autopilot all the time, I mean, yeah. whether it's on my commute or, and I try to do things like I will listen to, um, Podcasts. I'll listen to mm-hmm. certain music, but inevitably, that staying present I find the most challenging. Yeah, like, unless I unless I truly have the conditions set up where I am fully um, like I have a room in my house where mm-hmm. I go that I have set up with candles and dim light, and I sort of sit there every morning to do mm-hmm. journaling. And in that moment, it's really yeah. easy for me to easy. be you know, very present and intentional. And I feel like a million bucks when right. I end that time. Right. It's like I, I have set up my morning, which is true. But then throughout the day, I mean, by the time yeah. I, you know, my kids go to bed and I settle in for the night, it's like, oh my gosh, I've been running. Like from the time yeah. that that sort of quiet time in the morning ended to the time I get in bed, I'm running. And mm-hmm. so we are gonna take a really quick break, but after I would love to talk about just some simple things that we can do to implement mindfulness throughout the day. And then I also wanna really tackle um, the word meditation. Okay, and I'd great. love just to kind of peel that back for people. Love it. Love it. Okay, everyone, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will keep going with Leah Kaepernick. And once again, you are listening to Sam Willing on the Imperfection Wins show, KKNW 1150. Hey everybody, it's me, Sam. Many of you know that one of my greatest joys in life is handing out small, perfectly imperfect wooden hearts. That's right, I said perfectly imperfect. These are the words that came to mind when I held one of these handmade hearts in my hand for the first time. These beautifully crafted, imperfect hearts are made by my friend Gary. Fate brought us together and ordering hearts from him and giving them to anyone who needs one has been a joyful part of my journey. The hearts serve as a physical reminder that things don't need to be perfect to be meaningful. Check out my website, samwilling.com forward slash imperfect hearts for the whole heart story to place an order or make a donation. 100% of the proceeds go towards the mission. Don't forget, that's samwilling.com.
1: Hi, I'm Brenda Michaels. And I'm Rob Spears. And we're excited to tell you about our changes for 2020. Conscious Talk is moving to Tuesdays, Wednesday, and Friday at our
2: usual time, 7 to 8 a.m. right here on KKNW.
1: We'll continue to bring you the leading edge of new thought and practical knowledge from natural health to spiritual
0: growth.
2: Don't forget, Conscious Talk is moving to Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays at 7 a.m. right here on KKNW, 1150 a.m.
1: My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so
2: much better after
1: my son told me, Mom will figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's, now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org our stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150.
0: Welcome back to the Imperfection Wins show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and we are back with Leah Kaepernick, founder of Meditate, Move, Make. And before we ended, we were talking about mindfulness. And so I have so many more questions about mindfulness. I'm sure some of you do too. So we're going to keep talking about that. And um, Leah, again, thank you so much for being here today. Already the nuggets that you've dropped for us are so awesome. And we were talking about how we are mindful what are some ways Mm -hmm. even if I start the day being very mindful and present you know a couple hours in I'm sort of like coming apart at the seams Mm -hmm. I mean not really that's dramatic but yes I get caught up yeah so that's normal
2: that's normal and that's okay and the first thing is to just sort of acknowledge like hey that's really human that means I'm human And, um, meditation and mindfulness, and we'll get into the definitions of the two here shortly, but it's really more about approaching it with non-judgment and not trying to be perfect, not trying to force that. Um, it's great. Like you said, before the break here, uh, if you have that perfect room with the candles, you just maybe had a juice cleanse, you did some yoga, (laughs) you feel like you just, you still have your vacation tan, like everything's great in the world. Great. Amazing. We all love those moments. But, you know, that's not really our day-to-day experience. So, you know, how can you have that vacation moment without kind of being on vacation? Mm -hmm. Um, And for me, it's simple, right? Like, I have to do the dishes. I have to fill the car. I have to do the work things. I have to prep for my Pilates class. Um, And what that means is just, like, choosing to sort of enjoy and be present with Mm -hmm. my work. Um, I really don't like doing the dishes, and so for me, that's like the extra special challenge of yeah. being like, okay, how can I show up for mm-hmm. this? Like, it's not going to feel good in my body if I mentally reject this. Yeah. So, taking a breath and being like, "Wow, the water is warm and feels amazing mm-hmm. in this cold Seattle weather. This soap smells amazing." Mm-hmm. Like, really getting into the granularity of that experience. Mm-hmm and appreciating it for what it is, right?
0: Is it okay if you're having like that experience? For example, I don't like doing dishes either or folding laundry, (laughs) um, but I have to do both. So what if your joy and or your gratitude in that experience comes from a place of knowing how good you're going to feel when it's done? Like for me, I love a clean house. So I get really fixated on not the chore itself, but I put you know, some headphones in and listen to music or a good podcast. And then I think how great it's going to feel great. to sort of have everything in order.
2: I love that. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's like setting a goal and being future minded doesn't mean you're not in the present moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can think about, oh, this is going to feel so good when I'm done, like a hard workout. Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe there are moments in the workout where you're like, "Ugh, this is not feeling good. Yeah. Um, but the joy is like afterwards, Right. The joy is in the accomplishment. The joy is in showing up for yourself and doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know. For me, it's, it's kind of about finding those moments every day mm-hmm. instead of like imposing more rigor and more schedule yeah. and more to do's on my list. If yeah. that makes sense.
0: It totally does. And I think one of the things that I talk with people a lot when I'm coaching Um, in a business setting, you know, for individual employees or leaders is just mindset and Mm -hmm. changing your sort of have-tos to choose-tos. And so I see that can kind of run with this mindfulness thing, right? Because- it's very, like I always say, there are very few things in life that you actually have to do. I mean, sure, there are things that you maybe should do or there will be consequences if mm-hmm. you don't, but mm-hmm. you don't have to. Like right. everything you're doing is a choice. Yeah. And so being in those moments, like yeah. you're saying, and sort of intentionally bringing yourself right. back to gratitude or yeah. being present um, or finding joy mm-hmm. in those small experiences, yeah. um, I think, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I I mean I want to talk to about um mindfulness versus meditation. Yes, please. Because it's so like even for me, I've been doing this for a while. It's still like, oh yeah, what's the difference again? Um really so mindfulness is really showing up in the moment. You you can be moving, you can mm-hmm. be talking, you can be having a frustrating conversation. Mm-hmm. Um and just kind of finding that space in that moment, I I put that in the mindfulness bucket. Okay. Meditation is a little more intentional. It doesn't have to be this big go-to-India trip, you know, where you're reading Eat, Pray, Love again mm-hmm. and trying to reconnect <laughs> with that uh, awesome yep. book, right? But it's it's more like, okay, I have five minutes, put everything down, maybe grab your favorite meditation app mm-hmm. and get into your breath. Mm-hmm. Find your breath, open up, feel what it feels like to breathe. What, it, what does it feel like to oxygenate your own body from head to toe and have that little mini moment? Mm-hmm. Um, it can be longer. There are benefits to practicing longer. Um, one of the struggles when you're getting started, though, is like, oh, uh, how can I do that? Yeah.
0: Like, it feels... I'm glad we're talking about meditation because I the word meditation, sort of what I was saying earlier about it's funny how we s- associate things with words. And I think the word meditation, the word mindfulness, um, a lot of those words are now used so often Mm -hmm. and and there's much more awareness around them. Mm -hmm. Um, But the word meditation for many people, particularly, um, you know, different generations, you hear the word meditation and you immediately think religion. Yeah. And so that's been one of the things, you know, I am someone who I am trying to practice meditation Mm -hmm. and I also pray.
1: You yeah, know, and yeah, so yeah. I
0: sort of have both of those things existing in my life together and I don't feel like they're at odds. Mm-hmm. But I know for some people there is confusion yeah. or a struggle around that. So I wonder, like for you, yeah. you know, you have learned so much about meditation. Is it religious? Is yeah. it not religious? Can it be either? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just, I am just I would love yeah. it if you just talk about that.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, I grew up in Minneapolis and I come from like a small Lutheran background, Mm -hmm. Norwegian Lutheran background, Mm -hmm. and we have particular ideas that I realized are a little bit different than, you know, where other folks live or come from. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of Lutherans out here in the West (laughs) Coast. There's some, but, you know, like defining like, oh, how am I different? Mm -hmm. I think, and then grounding into what are my roots? Like, what Mm -hmm. were the foundations of how I was brought up? What does that mean? What are those values? Mm And then deciding, like, through the coming of age process that we all go through, like, what am I going to hold on to here? What matters? Yeah. And then what am I maybe going to grow and transform into something else Mm -hmm. that feels more like me? Yeah. Um, So for me, it wasn't like either or kind of process. It was an additive. Like, I have this. I've come from this. It's changed over time. Mm -hmm. And now I'm adding this ability to bring breath. Yes. And calm and presence. Yeah.
0: So it's really focused on the breathing and the calmness. Yeah.
2: And this is relatively new. You know, secular meditation in the West is really new. Mm-hmm. Um, Jon Kabat-Zinn really started the formal practice out of University of Massachusetts Medical School back in like, I think, in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And he was really the person that sort of took the foundational Buddhist teachings and said, cool, this is really effective. Science is showing it's effective, mm-hmm. but we aren't all living as Buddhist monks. Right. So, you know, yeah, that's great. But you know, wh- what are the health benefits here? How can we take this and bring it in positive ways mm-hmm. that are non-religious to the masses?
0: So what are the health benefits? Yeah. I know you just mentioned that. Oh, you, gosh. Yeah. There's so
2: many. And I'm not a researcher or scientist, so this is kind of the the area I struggle okay. with as an arts person. Just
0: break it down for us.
2: Less stress, less anxiety, less depression, better sleep, better relationships. Um, a lot of new studies are indicating uh, reduced uh, heart disease. The American Heart Association just recently endorsed meditation as a healthy lifestyle choice Mm. um there's a there's a lot of folks like coming around and and saying yeah this is this is really important important you know it's like the the got milk campaigns the early 90s you know like get your calcium yep you know um so i'm excited because everywhere i'm looking now at the checkout stands everywhere you're seeing this normalized as part of our conversations Mm -hmm. of like how do we bring ourselves this kind of breath and peace
0: yeah it does. I I do find for myself it makes a huge difference. Um, and I'm curious some yeah. of the things you've seen. So we touched on earlier that you actually go in and help corporations now yeah. put mindful programs, yeah, in, mindfulness programs in place. And so, what are? Can you just give me some examples of sure. some of the changes that you've seen in individuals that have actually started, yeah, um, you know, practicing yes. mindfulness and meditation.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, one of the biggest things I saw at HBO was just this, um, well, I started it with a curiosity of, you know, these teams have been working together for over five years and some of these folks don't even know each other's names or their kids' names. And, um, you know, no fault of their own. They're heads down, engineers programming and getting it done. And it's just really, it's not that kind of social environment, Mm -hmm. right? So no fault. But I had a curiosity of like if we just take a moment and breathe together Mm -hmm. what does that do for us as individuals in the workplace and what does it do for uh, folks connecting Mm -hmm. and I saw that we had more casual conversations they were still getting the work done but it was with like a spirit of joyfulness almost where it was like oh it's okay for me to be me here, right? It's okay for me to be present to my own needs to have my own voice and to share something that's maybe a little bit funny feeling Mm -hmm. or difficult or different because, hey, like, you just said that in the group that you also are doing that, right? Um, So that was like, really, really cool for me to see
0: that connection. I think, you know, in my work, too, I've just found that that connection to each other. I mean, it's so interesting because all of the research out there shows that we are, we have the, we are the most digitally connected yeah. um, that we've ever been. And yet we are suffering from loneliness yes. and like epidemic rates. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's been really on my mind yeah. because I've been really um, doing, reading a lot about compassionate leadership. Mm. And I talk a lot about that and um one of the things that I read recently in a study from that Cigna came out with was just that loneliness you know we know that loneliness in America is in mm-hmm. epidemic levels but it's not just in life it's actually at work and yep. so for me it was sort of this aha moment where it's like loneliness you can actually be surrounded by people and have a great job and be thriving Professionally and not be thriving emotionally because you are lonely and you're not connected. And so I love the idea of um, intentionally bringing sort of a calmness. Like I think about from a human resources standpoint, what would having a more calm Mm -hmm. workforce, a Mm -hmm. more connected workforce do for a company? I think it would be huge.
2: Yeah. And let me give a little bit more of a specific story here. So You know, I didn't really know how to lead a mindfulness group when I brought this Mm -hmm. to HBO and it felt kind of like, whoa. And for me, it felt like, okay, but that doesn't mean you don't do it. It still means you show up and try and bring what you know. And then we grow from there. And so the start was, hey, guys, what do you know? What do I know? What do we want to talk about Mm -hmm. here? And just empowering multiple voices at the table felt like, oh, like, Instead of just being in a work environment where I'm waiting for someone to finish talking so I can get a point in, or you're getting cut off because the meeting's over and you have to rush out of your conference room, instead of that dynamic being how you know me, you know me now as the person that is able to share maybe a more intimate experience, a personal story. When you have that breath and space, Mm -hmm. like how do you open up differently?
0: It's so true, and I have found that when you start connecting with people, that way, um, it really makes it easier to sort of create an environment of empathy and compassion. Yeah. And you um, give each other grace. You I support love that. each other. Yeah. Yeah. I, know. I love it. I can see how a movement like this could create, you know, in the very beginning I touched on how small actions, yeah. seemingly small actions, can create these ripple effects mm-hmm. that we don't anticipate. Yeah. I can see how bringing this into a work environment or a school or – my gosh, a family yeah. could make a huge
2: difference. It's everything if yeah. you feel like you have the space to be heard and to yeah. be yourself. Yeah. It's the difference in a work environment of oh yeah, work workplaces and break rooms used to be just chips and pop, right? Yes. And now, or soda, as you say out here, <laughs> um, now it's like, oh, there's fruit. Everybody yes. knows there should be fruit right. there. Right, fruit, so water, yeah. It feels like that, right? Yeah. Like, eventually, it's at some evolution. point, wouldn't it be cool if we all just were like, yeah, of yeah. course, there's a mindfulness group yeah. at work.
0: Yeah, meditation. Yeah, I would it. love that. So we are going to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to give people a few simple ways that they can start meditation, start practicing mindfulness. And then I want to make sure we have a chance to tell people how they can work with you. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a quick break. Once again, you are listening to Sam Willing on the Imperfection Wins Show.
1: This show is sponsored by Urban Restoration, the Eastside's premier builder for remodeling, new construction, and so much more. With over 20 years of experience, the team at Urban Restoration has built a foundation of integrity, trust, superior craftsmanship, and personal accountability to clients. Whether you're building a new home, doing a total home remodel, or even a small project, the experienced team at Urban Restoration will walk you through the process and leave you with the results you desire. Client satisfaction and relationships rule at Urban Restoration. If you are located on the greater east side and looking for a contractor you can trust, visit the Urban Restoration website at ur-build.com. That's the letter U, the letter R, dash build.com. For contact information and to check out pictures of their amazing craftsmanship. Again, that's the letter U, the letter R, dash build.com. For Urban Restoration,
0: Hey everyone, it's me, Sam. I'm so excited to announce my speaking focus for 2020. After stepping back and really thinking about what all of my work is leading me towards, I've realized that there is an overarching theme of compassion. This year, I'll be speaking to corporations, schools, churches, women's groups, and more on the subject of compassionate leadership. The world needs compassion now more than ever. And it's time we slow down and start valuing relationships and people over economics in business and in life. If you or your organization are looking for some inspiration and are ready to hit the refresh button on your leadership legacy, improve your business and your life, contact me at samwilling.com to explore working together and how taking intentional action in small ways can lead to big changes for businesses and most importantly for people. Don't forget, that's samwelling.com.
2: Need help getting
0: started with self help? You came to the right place. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to the Imperfection Win Show. I'm your host, Sam Willing, and we are back with Leah Kaepernick, founder of Meditate, Move, Make. And we are having the best conversation about mindfulness and meditation. I love all of it. Um, but before we have to end the show, I want to make sure you all have a few ways and tools that that help you sort of move forward into practicing mindfulness and meditation if you want to do that. So, Leah, can you just give us maybe some simple ways that we can start? Where do yeah. we start?
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to make a couple exercise analogies here. Um, you know, we just had the new year and we all were super gung-ho, maybe about New Year's resolutions, got to do this, got to work out for an <laughs> hour a day, got to get cardio, weightlift. You know, you want to do all the things. And if you're approaching a mindfulness program you probably have that same energy of wanting to just get after it. And really the best thing you can do is slow down. No surprise. Mm -hmm. So taking first, I think just noticing that you want it or you desire it, Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to relax it like before bedtime routine. I have permission to take 10 minutes off during my day, step aside, turn on an app, you know, maybe play some like background nature sounds. Start there. Okay. From there, if you want to do something a little bit more formal, maybe make a little special place in your house if that's important for you to have mm-hmm. that visual cue of like, oh, yeah, this is an option for me today. Mm-hmm. Try that. I have a beautiful meditation space in my home that I never use,
0: like <laughs> truth to be told.
2: yeah. <laughs> I usually just grab my f- favorite blankie, a cup of coffee, yeah. uh, my favorite book, uh, my headphones mm-hmm. and I sit on my couch or I stay in my bed in the morning and I give myself permission to do five to 15 minutes yeah. and it's a little more formal. I don't have a screen going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm not visually engaged with anything other than trying to breathe. Okay. And if I'm feeling really strong, maybe I'll do it on my own. I'll guide myself through a silent meditation. But I think the first step really is to, Find a guided meditation you like on a very simple app. There's so many out there um, that makes sense for you. Okay. You're resonating with the voice. You're resonating with the message. Yeah. It feels good. Don't stick with anything that doesn't feel like mm-hmm. you, right?
0: Yeah, I think that's what I found. So I've been I've been working on implementing mindfulness and meditation um, over probably the last about six to eight months yeah. and i've tried a few different things i've tried a few different apps you're right the voice on mm-hmm. the app makes a huge difference yeah. for me um i've also found some playlists on spotify mm-hmm. so there's one particular by jason stevenson and yeah. he has a lot of meditation music on yeah. there i find that that and i'll use now i kind of vacillate between an app or the music and it completely depends yeah. on my state, how relaxed right. I am, what I need at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you have any apps that I'm sure you've yeah. looked at all of them? Yeah. So do you have sort of any that you would recommend people start sure. with? Sure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. I Mine's a little bit more formalized. I really okay. stick with like the, the founders of the Western mindfulness movement. Mm-hmm. So for me, that's Jon Kabat-Zinn. He's really the guy that formalized a lot of this in Western practice. Okay. So he has a great series of apps. I think there's three of them. They're a little bit more expensive, but it's simple. Instead of being overwhelmed with thousands of options and hundreds of teachers and sort of all the options out there in the free space that is online, he really pulls it down into this is research-based. Okay. This is proven over time. Here's your five minutes. Here's your 10 minutes. And you can go from there. You can go upwards of an hour. So I, I like that. If I'm feeling less formal, like Spotify or any mm-hmm. of those podcast stations, they'll have um, Sonic Yogi, who does oh, like yeah. a lot of like resonance, like background nature music. Mm-hmm. And if I'm just trying to relax, that's my go-to. That's a good one. Yeah. Sonic Yogi.
0: I use Calm. Oh, yeah. Um, And I have... You know what actually I really love on Calm is they have bedtime stories. Ooh. And I... <laughs> I don't use Calm. I usually use Jason Stevenson, the meditation music, to meditate in the morning. Um, But the Calm app, the bedtime stories, I listen to those, especially if I'm having a hard time falling asleep or if I'm feeling a little amped about anything. I put them on. They are so fabulous. I mean, they have like... um, Matthew McConaughey's Whoa. voice. They have all different voices. Voice. I mean, that's a pretty good yeah. voice yeah. for a meditation or a bedtime story. Yeah. But I actually find I don't think I've ever made it full through a full story. And they're all about yeah. nature and right. things like that. Anyway, so that Call helps me, me too. I love it's it. really that's calming. So your point is in all of this, we can start sort of where we're at. Yes. And it's about starting small. And there's a lot of tools to help yep. us do that. I do, we have about four minutes left, and I want to make sure that you have a chance to talk about the mindfulness program that you are launching. So will you just tell people about that and how, and then how they can get involved?
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, So uh, locally in Seattle area, we have a ton of great resources and amazing thinkers and folks who have studied with the best of the best for their lives. Yeah. Um, Mindfulness Northwest um, in Fremont area is a really incredible group They're I think they're coming out of Bellingham traditionally okay but they've got the Seattle office and um, they offer the full MBSR program which is an eight-week immersive uh, once-a-week program where you show up and you practice for like three or four hours um, with this cohort and you're all going through this program together. And this is the one that's endorsed by the University of Massachusetts okay. Medical Center. And so in these eight weeks, they have clinical results that they've seen over time. So I'm launching into this to be mo- like more formalized. Okay. Um, and I'm excited to see what the results will be. And
0: did you tell me it kicks off today?
2: It's actually tomorrow. Oh, on it's tomorrow. But they have a lot of programs. If you can't make it in person, okay. they have online programs. I mean, it's just such a loving, wonderful group. Okay.
0: That is so amazing. So tell us how people can connect with you and work with you or just find out more.
2: Cool. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot going on, um, but I would really love to connect with um, anyone who's interested for corporate level mindfulness, any kind of personal practice things. I'm a doula, producer, Pilates teacher. There's a bunch there you can pick from. I also just want to say real quick. So Meditate Move Make is my website or Okay. Okay. Also on Instagram, leahlu202. But, you know, also if you want a little bit more of a regiment for your routine and mindfulness, check out what's happening um, with um, this Jack Kornfield and Tara Brock program. They have a 40-day program that's free online, and we can post that link as a follow-up. Oh, great. Okay. Um, but it's fabulous. It will get you started and keep you going. Wonderful. Yeah.
0: And Leah, we always end with a quote. Okay. Do you have a favorite?
2: I do. Um, I'm just going to keep it super simple. Um, I heard this quote that said, be, don't try to become.
0: Ah. Yeah. That's very good. Be, don't try to become. Yeah. So be, and be present. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, That's what we're just talking be, about. Be just present. Just be you. Okay, listeners, that's a wrap. And I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. I definitely got some awesome information and some tidbits to weave into my life. And if you are interested in getting more familiar with me, my mission, my content, you can find my first season of Imperfection Wins on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts or on my website, samwilling.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at imperfection.wins. Join me next week when we'll talk with Shay Bearfield, an inspirational woman with a captivating story. I can't wait for the conversation. And until then, be kind, have courage, and give yourself and others grace. Have a great Monday.